there's a growing threat to crypto that most of you may be aware of, but you may not be aware of the extent. The good news is there's definitely something that we can do to help fight it. I've got Kevin Tromer today here from DCTA to tell us exactly what we can do to push back against the government, which is pushing back against crypto. You guys don't want to miss this. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and hit the like button right down below. There has been a major uptick in rhetoric from the United States government against crypto, and it's starting to actually concern me. You know that generally I'm a uh, grass is green, skies are blue, lovely day, no matter what, everything's going to be fine, optimist. And I've basically been dismissive of the United States efforts against crypto, but it is curious the manner in which they're now using this fake news about Hamas to continue to push agendas. Regardless of what's happening in the very short term with that story, there are actually things that we can do to help push back against the massive overreach by legislators and regulators in the United States. Now, you may not have seen uh, my thumbnail today, but since I'm now my own producer for now, I told them, hey, just make Elizabeth and Warren and Gary Gensler look really evil. So I guess I didn't leave it too cryptic as to what the biggest threat to crypto is. If you guys haven't been checking out my new thumbnails, they're horrible for engagement and clickbait, but we all know that I don't care about that. I just think they're funny and really great to look at. And that's why we do them. So I hope you guys are appreciating that. I'm going to go ahead and bring on Kevin Tromer right now from DCTA. Dude, you're like a unicorn. I think you're the first lobbyist we've ever had on the show. Oh, it's an honor, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. Um, before we start, I just want to say I really love that thumbnail. I thought it was really funny. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> we could have put your My face on there right Tromer. next to them. <laughs> I, please, please don't. I'm sure that will come back and bite me in the butt later. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Um, so listen, yeah, ask- go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, my name's Kevin Tromer. I'm the deputy director of the Digital Currency Traders Alliance. Um, I've been a lobbyist for 10 years. I focus mostly on education, education equity clients here in the state of California. But I also have the unique advantage of being one of the earliest crypto investors in politics uh, within California. I've been a crypto investor since 2013, right when Coinbase launched. I actually um, used to do all my calls for politics on a computer I used to mine Dogecoin and Ethereum with. Um, So, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. It's uh, we always get jealous. I got in in 2016 and I'm, and I'm like, damn, those 2014 guys and the 2014 guys are like those 2013 guys were so lucky. Right. But uh, so I, I hope that uh, you held on to all that doge through the entire cycles. My worst story, oh, you know, my wife reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. My, my wife reminds me every day of uh, all the doge I traded that I could have held. I think we did the math once and it would have been worth like 40 million dollars. And I made like nine grand in a bag of Skittles or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we all have to learn our lesson eventually. I remember when I first started trading, I think I, I lost five Bitcoin learning how to trade. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't that much money at the time, but you know, it really hurts looking back at that now. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a big hit at this moment. But listen, let's get to the topic at hand here. I want to walk everybody through what's happening really quickly because this story came out yesterday and to me was a real head scratcher. Congress must aid fight against illicit use of crypto. Treasury official says it's the deputy treasury secretary uh, and he basically said the Biden administration needs more emergency immediate powers granted by Congress to fight against crypto because it's being used to fund Hamas terrorism. OK, but just to give a really quick context, we all know that this stems from the Wall Street Journal article, Hamas militants behind Israel attack raised millions in crypto. Then Elizabeth Warren and 105 other con- congressmen and senators, I think three or four of them are Republicans, the rest were Democrats, all signed a letter about this. But then very quickly, we saw that Elliptic, who the research was based on after Chainalysis just debunked it, said this is just wildly untrue. It's not tens of millions of dollars. It's like $25,000 and like a rusted old nine iron that has been sent to Hamas, you know, via crypto. And we thought it was over, right? Fake news. We knew that the politicians weren't going to retract, that they that we would never hear them apologize because that's not what they do. But then we had very actually crypto-friendly Senator Lummis can kind of double down on it, 
right? And that was surprising. She said, we need to crack down on Tether and Binance because they're being used to, to fund terrorism. I interviewed Palo Arduino last week. He was like, uh, we work with law enforcement every single day to free these, these uh, wallets. I have no idea what they're talking about. Okay, so we thought it was disappearing, but now we get this weeks later. We get this. They're still using a narrative that's been debunked. The Wall Street Journal retracted and apologized, even though nobody saw it. And we're still seeing. So was this made up so that they could continue this fight? Like, are they so oblivious to the actual facts and news that they think this is true? I mean, what's going on here and why are they pushing so hard on this narrative? So I think they're really doubling down on the same narrative they've been pushing for a while. Uh, one of the things we do at DCTA is trying to educate policymakers about, you know, about some of the fun we hear in the industry and trying to debunk that. Um, and I, to me, this is kind of just a recycling, rehashing of the same same sort of tired narrative. First, we had the energy consumption, then we had money laundering, then it was back to energy, energy consumption. Now it's terrorist financing. And kind of like what you said with that chain analysis, um, you know, um, you know, debunking that data, um, you know, when I go to crypto compliance symposiums and conferences, we have people from the FBI, from the Secret Service, from, you know, the IRS, and they all say that, you know, they, they have a really good relationship with crypto companies um, and they have, you know, it's, it's very productive for both sides. They're able to identify bad actors. Um, and when we look at chain analytics, if you have to pick one one type of medium for you know financing terrorism or, or money laundering, crypto is not it. It's really terrible because all the payments are traceable. Um, and I, I think that they're hoping that uh, they can demonize the crypto cryptocurrency, uh, you know, and, and the sector as a whole, to uh, you know, really prey, prey on people's fears and uh, you know the lack of education in the space, and just hope that you know if they keep on barreling ahead, people will believe them. Right. So there's there's two issues there in my mind. I think you're 100 percent correct. This is just yet another attack from the anti-crypto army. They'll take literally any tidbit they can try to e explode that into a much bigger story uh, and utilize that FUD. But when they know it's fake and we know they know it's fake, but they're asking here for emergency powers from Congress to crack down on this. What are they actually going to use those powers for? It's one thing to fight this battle in the media, as you described, but it's another to then take more power over the industry using that news. And it makes me wonder what the end game is there for that power. And I'm not like a tinfoil hat guy at all, but mm -hmm. there's, they, they, there's clearly a motivation here. It's like when you actually take it to asking for a change in policy, it's different than just saying, ah, this is cool. We can, you know use this story in the media to create sort of FUD or, or, or you know, uh, negativity around the space? Yeah, um, I've actually, you know, that's a great question. Um, I, I was recently reading a book called Blockchain Government that talks about blockchain uses within government. Um, in the introductory chapters, um, I'm going to butcher her name, but so I won't do it, but look it up, great book by a, Korea, a South Korean uh, researcher. Uh, she talks about how governments are really threatened by the idea that they can't control crypto. And as it becomes more and more mainstream, they're increasingly grasping at straws to try and figure out some way to at least exercise some you know, uh, some sort of uh, control over it like they can with the internet. And so I think that, um, you know, this, this call for more powers might be in line with that. Um, and I don't, you know, I guess putting on my on my own tinfoil hat i i've had my own thoughts about you know is is this really a a way for you know for them to eliminate some of the clear the way of the actual industry actors right now and pave the way for wall street entities to come in um you know, I, I don't know that one way or the other, but, you know, if you, I've recently the Department of Justice, and I think you might talk about this later, issued, um, you know, a calling for the IRS to have better surveillance over cryptocurrency and it would be an end goal of being able to actually uh, seize cryptocurrency out of people's wallets um, without With no judge. judge to sign off on that. Yeah, yeah no, no judge. judge at all. Which, which I believe in the article it says itself, it says that between 20 to the year 2000 and 2019, this administrative forfeiture made up 75% of all the forfeitures the DOJ went after, which is an insane number to think about. That means that they just signed a paper without a judge signing off on it, and they're able to get 78% of these seizures uh, just from them saying that we have a need. Um, and that's re there's really no checks and balances there. And it should, to me, that's, I know it's not technically illegal, but it's certainly immoral. Yeah, this is that story. Expect new IRS crypto surveillance to come with a surge in confiscation. So, so clearly, there's a lot of things sort of happening behind the scenes here quietly that are only making it, making it into crypto media that are a major threat, at least for Americans in this space. I mean, to be able to seize your crypto without a judge ever deeming it appropriate is literally insane.
I mean, that that's so mm. far beyond like democracy or freedom that it's I mean, it, that sounds like China and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but that sounds like China. We're coming for your crypto for whatever reason we deem appropriate. It's kind of like the Restrict Act, right, that we saw there for a while that mm. seemingly just disappeared into the news cycle. They just want the ability to control this thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a real shame because um, you know we all know that it's really just push. It's really hampering the industry in the short term because long term we know that blockchain is going to be around. Um, and you know, uh, even in this book I was just reading, you know, they they, they really talk about how any time the government's going to be a little too restrictive or oppressive since we're not we're not confined by a state boundary we can just go overseas and so what we see as the end result is american consumers being harmed we see that american innovation is being hampered and we're just really increasingly being uncompetitive in the space vis-a-vis -vis the rest of the global stage so ultimately we you know these these uh, politicians are shooting you know ourselves uh, themselves in the foot and our country in the foot um, how I do, do they I not do see that, though? <laughs> how do they not see how that like? So it seems that that has to be into either they utterly just don't believe at all or that's intentional. I, I don't understand. So I mean, I they're doing the same thing I to AI. A yes, I think it's a combination of both. Um, I think on the one hand, uh, politicians are really focused on the next election cycle. And their biggest fear is losing their job, uh, which is why we have a lot of power as consumers and American voters. Uh, that's one of the things we try and do is organize consumers and really, you know, get them to exercise their voice. Um, but I actually saw a really interesting thread from Justin Slaughter of uh, Paradigm Capital, I believe. Uh, he talked about how um, I, I believe he's an ex-congressional staffer on the Hill. And he talked about how uh, the Biden administration really ceded a lot of control of domestic policy to the aggressive wing of the Democratic Party, whereas the uh, foreign policy was really ceded to the moderate Democrats. And the Democratic Party is not monolithic. You have a lot of different factions in there. Um, and I've seen this, a lot of these domestic attacks coming from the progressive wing and folks like Elizabeth Warren, who really don't believe that crypto should exist at all. I thought there was, there was a really great um, interview. I think it was two years ago. I don't, don't know if it was 60 minutes or not, but she, they asked her, you know, hey, look, if, if cryptocurrency is completely fixed in the future and we eliminate all the issues, would you ever accept it for campaign contributions? And she said, no, <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> so clearly she's biased. She doesn't have, she claims to be protecting consumers at, at, you know, in their interests, but she really clearly is not. Protecting big banking interests, maybe I, I don't know. Exactly. But uh, it doesn't, doesn't, you know, speculating on why they're doing it, I guess, doesn't really uh, help very much. And we've seen actually the United States government, I think, cracking down massively. There was this, there was this notion that the CFTC was the better regulator for crypto, and that the SEC was evil. We actually now have this report that the crypto's bromance with US CFTC may be one sided. They've actually had far more enforcement actions than the SEC. And I saw that actually they had this sort of like passive dunking on Gary Gensler. And there's been this kind of like internal battle. But it seems that we're not going to get much regulatory clarity. And all the regulatory agencies at this point are pushing back against the industry. Now, to be fair, there's a lot of bad actors in the industry that need to be punished. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's a real shame because 99% of the, the actors in the industry are good actors. They want to be compliant with laws and regulations. Um, unfortunately, there's not a lot of regulatory clarity out there for them to follow. And the actions of a few bad actors do taint the rest of the industry. And we've seen that, you know, very much, uh, very much with the Sam Bacon free trial and the, the follow around there. Um, I do believe that the Biden administration is exercising a lot of pressure on some of these regulatory agencies. Uh, one of my board members is actually one of the founding members of the CFTC. Oh, no, actually, it's a Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, excuse me. Um, and he has a little bit of unique insight in between the actions between their uh, CFPB, the C, uh, uh, CFTC, and the SEC. Uh, it's all a bunch of alphabet soup. Uh, but it's really funny how the three are dunking on one another. Um, and we actually got him, we, we launched earlier this year with a Stop the SEC campaign. And we actually got a great quote from him being like, you know, the SEC is out of control. This is ridiculous ridiculous um, and they need to stop we we've been using the i think you've actually used very similar language scott about how the sec is uh, harming investors before the facts through inaction and then after the fact through overreacting um and it's a real shame because we we get shot in the foot both times it's, it's real you know real consumers yeah. are seeing real damages there yeah they, they don't protect anyone then they hurt you moving forward because they passively deem things securities and then the price of the assets you are holding goes down and then you get the full-on like minority report where they try to pass legislation and stuff to identify bad actors of the future which i said it's kind exactly. of doing it to ai right now too so i think it's more of the gerontocracy's fear of new technology even than mm -hmm. being unique to crypto as i see this happening but okay so we know what's happening 
we know the anti-crypto army is in control of the uh, financial side. Warren is the chair of the Senate Banking Committee. We know that it's her plants at the White House and Gensler that are all kind of working for her. All that said, is there anything citizens of the United States can actually do to help here? Or are we just lemmings who are going to get uh, pushed over and bulldozed by this? You know, I think that's the common narrative, but I think that's a false one. I think there's a lot of things we can do as American citizens. Um, you know, my, my colleague who I co-founded this with, I likes to say that the biggest uh, mis- injustice against the American people has, you know, been the idea that our voices don't matter. Um, but when they truly do, like I said earlier, the American uh, American politicians, their biggest fear is losing their job. And we have, I think it was you know, over 40 million crypto users in the U.S. That is a substantial voter block, voting block that can really make a difference when it comes to re- elections. Um, a lot of times Congress, uh, Congress, congressional representatives, state representatives, they feel that they can act with impunity because they don't have any accountability. Um, and that's why it's really important to contact your Congress uh, uh, rep- congressional representatives contact your state representatives, uh, not only to say, look, you know, we support this bill or that bill, but to actually set up meetings and, and ask to, to, to help educate them on the subject. Um, that, that's, that's one of the things we do at DCTA is we actually offering a lobbying, we offer a lobbying 101 course where we help uh, everyday consumers become activated uh, to become consumer advocates and crypto advocates. We teach you how to, you know, set up meetings. We teach you, um, you know, exactly how to, you know, compose yourself during that meeting. Um, you know, where you can find specific contact information and become educated about how politics work. Um, because we think that the biggest, the, our biggest champions and biggest advocates in the sector come from everyday Americans, everyday consumers that are really pushing back and saying, look, uh, if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to be harmed. And that's not, you know, I'm not going to vote for you at that point. Uh, and that, that really spurs them to action. I, I've, uh, you know, I, I think that one of the things that Congress really needs to do is come out and come set up a, a, you know, a framework for regulating cryptocurrencies. Uh, I don't I'm not holding my breath due to the recent gridlock, but I think that's a big, big deal. Um, and that's why one of the things we do at DCTA is we focus on the states as well as the federal government. We've actually found that even though the SEC is really unfriendly, um, at least at the leadership level uh, with the current uh, regime, because um, on an aside, I've met with SEC, you know, rank and file staffers who really do like cryptocurrency. Sure. Um, but yeah, we, we see at the state level that uh, some of our, you know, uh, financial regulators there really like cryptocurrency. They want to make a friendly environment so that way crypto companies want to come to their states. I know in California, where I'm based out of, our, our uh, Department of Financial Protection Innovation, uh, I don't think she's there anymore. She had to retire. Uh, but their ex-leader, um, the head of their department handling crypto, used to mine Dogecoin back in the day. Uh, and she, you know, she, she, really, she really understood. She really got the promise of the technology. Um, and that's why, you know, um, if, you, if you are able to put pressure on politicians to get them to either vote for pro-crypto legislation or to actually, um, you know, help influence the appointment of certain officials, that can make night and day difference in the sector and its overall health. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I hear that. And the jaded American side of me says they literally only care about their jobs and they don't care about what they say, believe in, do or whatever. They just need to get reelected. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's and that's why it's really important that once they're on the record, we have to hold them accountable. Uh, one of the things we're going to be gearing up and launching actually in 2024 is a big get out the vote campaign specifically for cryptocurrency uh, consumers. And and part of that is we're going to be vetting different politician po- political candidates, getting them on the record where they stand in the cryptocurrency. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, we have to have a little bit of faith. Um, but I can tell you that if we get them elected and they renege on their promises, then you know we're going to kick them out. Wasn't uh, Coinbase? Doing a similar initiative, actually, there's a part of their website where you could go and kind of see the position of different politicians and they were going to do the do, do the same kind of thing. Are you guys working with them on that? Because very cool initiative. Yes. No, we, we love that initiative. Uh, we're not working with them right now. We're actually in, uh, we're reaching out to, to try and connect with them. Um you know, we, we think that a lot of these efforts are really complementary. Um, and the one thing that we have going for us, I know they have their stand with crypto uh, campaign. Um, but when you look at politicians, especially in the various state capitals and national capital, uh, you know, we are a true grassroots organization. Um, we're all volunteer based right now. Uh, and, you know, th- there's a distinction that is seen between a group like ours and a group like Stand with Crypto, where f- I believe 50 percent of their funding came from Coinbase itself, even though they claim to not be, um, you know, they, they claim to be separated from that initiative. Uh, it still gives them the appearance of, you know, that they have undue influence on that on that campaign. And I'm not saying that that's true. It's just the way that politicians will you know, infer from from that sort of a, you know contribution history. So 
as a lobbyist, what are the biggest challenges that you're seeing? I would have to imagine that, especially in the Democrat Party, there are actually a lot of politicians and legislators that are quietly fans of crypto that are afraid at this point to speak out. And we saw even before the you know anti-crypto army was raised, you know, basically a year ago this time or, or, or almost a year ago, we used to see a lot more of them speaking on it. Now it seems like after FTX and after that effort, they've kind of gone silent. Is it like for them, it's just politically very dangerous to speak out in favor of crypto at all if you're going against, you know, uh, the anti-crypto army, as I use it's Elizabeth Warren. Uh, or, or are they actually now afraid that because of FTX and the collapses, that it could be politically unpopular? Or are they just kind of biding their time to see where this is going to shake out for the next election? I think they're biding their time. I know that I've spoken with some of my congressional representatives in California. I had one recently uh, with my my own specific rep who I um, you know, have the ability to vote for next election cycle in Pasadena. Uh, and she told me that she you know, didn't know much about cryptocurrency. She didn't want to necessarily opine on something she didn't fully understand, which told me, really told me that there needs to be a lot more communication. Um, and that she also deferred to folks like Maxine Waters, who have more of the you know the authority and control um, within the Democratic Party over some of these some of these bills. She has purview. Um, and one of the things I've been doing, you know, I found this to be a big challenge. Um, but it to me, it comes down to messaging. Uh, we see that the Republicans already really understand the sector through the cryptocurrency lens. Um, and one of the things I've been doing is meeting with different Democrats and talking about, look, you know, cryptocurrency is just one aspect of blockchain technology. You know, blockchain can be applied to a number of different sectors. And the Democrats are really missing an opportunity to, to, to weigh in on the promise of blockchain. Um, when I met with my own representative, I told her, look, you know, did you know that you could put, you know, police reports on blockchain? You know, tamper proof. Did you know you could... Uh, have government accountability on blockchain? Did you know you can improve the healthcare system by putting you know records and patient information on blockchain? It's highly secure. It can't be tampered with. And she told me, no, I never knew that. I thought cryptocurrency was cryptocurrency. So one of the things I've been doing is trying to change that narrative with Democrats and talking specifically about how blockchain technology can help improve government and help improve the um, you know the business opportunities within their, their own districts. And that seems to be getting a lot of traction and leeway. You talked about a program to basically teach us all to be lobbyists. How does that work? Yeah, so uh, we have uh, different lobbying one-on-one courses uh, that we offer periodically. Uh, you can find information on that through our website at joindcta.org. Uh, we also have an advocacy portal we'll be launching that has a, um, it's it's going to be launching in the month, the one we have up there right now. It's outdated, where we actually will have all the bills and legend pieces legislation in every state in the country uh, listed uh, on a convenient map. So that way you can see where what cryptocurrency legislation may be, um, you know, wh wh where that might be in your own state. And we'll help you f provide tools to weigh in on that. Uh, we also um, sometimes announce them on our Twitter, uh, DC at DCTAORG. Uh, but we also actually have a YouTube channel um, that we've been uh, that you can find on our Twitter handle as well, um, and that we actually have recorded courses there. Um, so we, we we started with the simple ones like you know how 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 does a bill become law? You know how to how to really communicate with legislators. And over time, we'll be adding more sophisticated uh, courses. Um, but honestly, we also really work with folks. Um, we have different state affiliates, and we work really closely with our affiliates and, and train them how to contact lawmakers uh, for those who want to be more involved. We help them draft legislation. One of the ones we're drafting right now is a right to access crypto. Um, if a bill we're doing, it's going to be uh, launched in uh, Montana, hopefully. We have a few users there who've said that they've tried to buy cryptocurrency, um, and they've actually had their bank shut down after they've uh, <laughs> after they bought it through their bank account, which is just ridiculous. So there's, we, we, we are trying to be very uh, open and friendly. We, as someone in California, I know how California is viewed in much of the rest of the nation. We don't want to be people telling you how to do something. We want to teach you and give you the tools that we've learned over the last 10 years of being lobbyists and help you, um, you know, get your own start on becoming, you know, enacting the laws and, and policies that you think work for your state. And you mentioned before, obviously, we have gridlock in Congress. It's somewhat broken, but there were a number of bills passed through committee Patrick McHenry, of course, uh, supporting mm -hmm. and kind of pushing them through. Is there any chance for any of those uh, under this administration or is it kind of now if they were statements? We're going <laughs> to watch and wait and maybe uh, if there's regime change or something, we start to see actual movement on those. And, you know, I'm, I'm normally a, a sunshine and rainbows type of person as well. Um, but right now, I don't really have much hope of that. I know that the stable coins bill passed after bipartisan support. And I know there was a number of issues with that as well. 
But then, you know, you had bipartisan support and the Biden administration came in and said, hey, we didn't like this. And the same with the, the FIT Act, um, which, you know, we, we supported. Um, so I don't really have too much hope, but we we have been getting a lot of, um, you know, positive impacts uh, on, at the state level. And this year alone in California, we sponsored a bill that was going to enable crypto uh, blockchain education, uh, blockchain curriculum at community colleges. Uh, actually got all the way um, to the last step for the governor's uh, desk uh, with unanimous bipartisan support. Unfortunately, there was no funding there because we're in a budget crisis right now. Um, I know that and uh, we had another bill in California, AB 39, which created licensing structure for crypto companies. And as much as they tried to make sure that it wasn't like a bit license in New York, a lot of people were very afraid. And this is one example of how everyday consumers can make their voice heard. We, we reached out to the author and made sure that it's, you know, had special exemptions for NFT projects. We made sure that our uh, crypto friendly regulators had final say on what regulations could happen. And so we turned, we helped avert a potential disaster into, I think, a net positive for the industry. And, you know, we, we hope to replicate those efforts across the country. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for your efforts. Everybody, you can follow him in the description. I believe it's Kevin underscore Tromer, right? And then uh, joindcta.org, is that correct? Where everybody should go for more information to figure out what they can do. I've checked it out. I've been uh, actually long, uh, I I've been uh, long delayed a conversation we were all supposed to have about me kind of helping you guys because I have ADHD and frankly, things just get lost. But that's something that now after this conversation, I'm definitely going to follow up on and help you guys wherever uh it is possible. I do think it's important for people to realize that even if it's not the national level, at the state level, local level, there are huge things that we can all do to help push uh, this agenda forward and to, to make sure that uh, we're all safe in the future. So, man, thank you for everything that you do. I know it's probably a pretty, pretty thankless job, but uh, we're glad you're out there fighting for us. Thanks so much, Scott. It was a pleasure being here with you. Um, look forward to uh, potentially working with you in the future as well. Yeah, we'll do it again soon, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, as I said, starting to get a bit more concerned with this uptick in rhetoric, but uh, I think a simple voting voting of them out will probably do the trick, to be quite frank. And that's uh, where our, our resources should probably be spent. Now that we've talked about the biggest threat to crypto and how we can stop it, Elizabeth and Gary, let's uh, ignore all of that, all the stories, all the news, all the fundamentals, and have some fun looking at some charts because we've been in a bull market here, people, if you haven't noticed. And if you haven't noticed, now's probably a good time to pay attention. I've got my friend and mentor, Christopher Inks of Texas West Capital here. Man, the market's still going, huh? Man, I'll tell you what, uh, it just, um, it's saying, hey, guys, you know, uh, right now I'm saying toodaloo, mother... Well, anyway, you know, uh, as it continues to ride up there, right? Um, it, you know, but, but hey, Scott, you, you're like me, man. You've been through this multiple times now, these cycles, and this is generally what happens. And I tried to be very vocal about it uh, before we got to the lows, uh, the bear market lows, though, about how, you know, Bitcoin especially and uh, alts tend to go once you're in that bull market, right? They, they don't give you a whole lot of opportunity to pull back and people wait for it. And like I said, often it's like toodaloo, you know, and it kind of takes off and continues. And so, um, it's hard to complain. I mean, you know, last week, man, again, you know, another great week of trade uh, of trade setups we had last week. Eagle, uh, EGLD, there was it was the big one. Uh, it's up like seventy percent since last week's show. But even that crazy one we mixed that you know we, we talked about the DJ thing, right? Um, man, that, that thing was... even up there. Uh, you know, and, and so it's it's been great. I've got a couple more uh, that we can look at today, and Let's hopefully people will pay attention and, and do some uh, do some work on their end to get some trades in. My like uh, my my persisting uh, joke of the last cycle was making fun of one inch. I think for obvious <laughs> reasons, just because like why would you call something one inch? Like I mean, you know, you can tell that crypto is <laughs> a bunch of dudes that they would call something one inch, but uh, and that there's no girls in interested. But I think WeMix is the joke of the next uh, cycle. WeMix is a good one. That's because of Princess Bride. Now, age is what brings us together today for the WeMix. Yeah, it's all right go ahead <laughs> yeah man i mean so you know bitcoin just doing bitcoin things um and you know it's 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 just kind of continually making these um higher highs and potentially higher lows here uh, pretty much within this channel you can see i don't know we can maybe zoom in a bit here uh we can see that that channel eq there is kind of really um holding as resistance so you know if we can pop that we should be looking toward the top of the channel uh, but, you know, ultimately, from a pivot standpoint here, uh, this is a very um, bullish movement as you come in between the pivot and the R1, continue to push up. Um, and so everybody's looking for this pullback here, which is, I mean, it's not unreasonable. It's usually what we look for, right? But we have had this sideways now for uh, going on a few weeks here. 
And um, I think it's quite possible, we you know, basically we get this, this break up higher toward the R1 pivot, pull back down into this consolidation before rally back up higher. And everybody sitting down here waiting are going to be left waiting. And then part of that reason is the fact that, you know, that we went sideways here for almost seven months. Um, so, you know, we've got our first initial push out here and it's just continuing to consolidate upwards. And usually when Bitcoin does it, if we look at previous cycles, uh, Bitcoin's pretty notorious for this. When it does this, it's usually just this consolidation before the next pop up higher. So, um, you know, I can't guarantee what's going to happen, obviously, but um, as long as we continue to hold these lows, uh, for me, it's, it's still it's still higher here. I've repeatedly seen on uh, Twitter X or whatever the hell we call it these days, um, people calling this a bear flag. Every single cycle, they say it's a bear yeah. flag. And you say, if it's got higher highs and higher lows, bruh, it's an ascending channel, right? A bear flag, guys, right. has to be descending. It has to, or it is not a bear flag. Just for clarity there. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're, at the, we're in the trend, right? And we're in the trend and we're continuing to rise higher in the trend. I mean... You know, this is this is the difference, uh, you know, um, between, you know, actual experience in markets and and what most of social media is full of. Right. And um, and I know some people are going to take that personally and I don't mean it that way. But dang it, guys, at the end of the day, you know, you're coming in here. You don't really know what you're doing. You're trying to learn, um, you know, and there's just so many half truths and outright lies out there. Not because people purposely want to lie to you, but just because they don't know any better themselves. Um, people have found it's, uh, you know, quite lucrative to get people out there and to join the exchanges and get the referrals on that rather than actually providing, you know, real, real kind of information that they can use. So just got to be careful out there guys. All right. That's why, that's why I do this every week here with Scott and, you know, do my own live stream and all that kind of stuff uh, to kind of show you that there's a lot more education out there than what you're getting. But yeah, I mean, Bitcoin looking, I mean, and look at the Stoke RSI down here as well. I mean, we've, we've uh, reset it oversold cross bullishly threatening to break out um, on the daily there. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you, you would think that the Stoke would be topped right now, not bottoming after all this movement up. But it's, it's amazing how indicators, you know, we always say, well, the indicator needs to cool off. Price needs to drop. Uh, sometimes it just needs to chill for a minute. Right. And the yeah, indicator you know, will reset even without the big drop that you think you're going to get. And that's how people continually yeah. get left behind in these markets. I mean, as you said, Bitcoin just doesn't play by the... Uh, play by the rules you don't usually get that perfect dip that everyone's waiting for when you're in a bull market because max especially yeah especially up. when you're waiting for it yeah 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 absolutely so, so what else do we got we i think bitcoin's kind of boring we talk you know we feel compelled to talk <laughs> about it because it's the big daddy but the real action and i i you know has been in the uh, altcoin market every time i say altcoin a uh, big bitcoin maxi dies in the metaverse guys it's true it's true it's a fact. Uh, the the uh, maxis you know, have been it up is what it is, my right? ass. I'm getting a full maxi colonoscopy lately every time I post a chart. It's so fun. Now that I've unblocked literally everyone I had blocked on Twitter just for fun, like the to, to be able to respond to the trolls has been just so entertaining. Uh, go ahead. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, Ethereum, Bitcoin here, again, the one everybody wants to watch. Uh, everybody hating B Ethereum, you know, um, again, uh, you know, generally in social media, they kind of take, you know, when you don't have a lot of experience, you know, you, you take these quotes like buy when there's blood in the streets and, and sentiment analysis or whatever, and, and you don't really understand what that means. But what you're seeing lately with Ethereum and how everybody's kind of given up on it and they're like, oh, my God, it's never going to go up. And it's, you know, of course, it went up from June of last year, whereas Bitcoin had that secondary drop, you know, in November. So Ethereum, you know, was going up before Bitcoin was, but everybody's all, you know, downtrodden about it. But man, you know, it's bouncing right here. Um, this, this pair right here where we were looking for, we had a good candle last week. Um, you know, we're just now breaking out of oversold here and trying to on Stoke RSI. So I think we're good to go rallying up here. That gives us that minimal expected target of 0.12888 uh, up here for that wave three. And as we know, if Ethereum's running uh, against Bitcoin, then generally alts are doing well, right? And we're seeing that we got a heck of a green week so far uh, with alts as I posted there on uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called these days. So um, Twix. I like the call it there. Twix. Can we call it Twix? Twix. There we go. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> call it Twix. <laughs> Twix. Oh, um, I feel like that. Real quick, before we jump into charts, this is um, MicroStrategy. This is the one I was on your show here, you know, a few weeks back, and we talked about it being down here. We've just about hit that target, so you know we're looking at their. Uh, Gosh, was that almost 
almost 50 somewhat percent rally there uh, over the last few weeks on that. So that one's been a good one. Those of you guys that missed it, I'm sorry. Pay attention more, right? <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. All right, here that, we go. That's absolute blast off. Oh, look at all these charts. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So we've got AAVE here. I think this used to be Lend, didn't it? <clears throat> I, I wouldn't even know, know, man. I forgot about Lend. What is I, it? I think it used to be Lend. I think so. I can't even see. Um, that. I can't so see. So basically, I'm looking for. Uh, you oh, I know Ave. Maybe it was, but I mean Ave. Period yeah. right here. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we've got this uh, this sideways here from uh, June of last year. Again, you know, bottom area we're looking at. Uh, we're just now breaking out here or starting to. We haven't even really started taking that real move up. Locally, we've got this one, two, three up here at around 136.40. Um, I think it's possible we could get a pullback down here toward uh, this daily pivot, which is just the top of the range around, you know, $78 or so. Um, just look for a breakdown below this uh, ascending support here. But should be rallying up higher again wave circle three 130 um a lot of upside here just to get going yeah they looks great all of these look great what do you got here. next uh we've got ape again i want to talk about ape i kind of talked about it a little bit i think last week it's continued up and you here. know then they did oh, you hear they I had to make a, do I, I, sorry we we're having a connection there did you hear they had this ape fest so you have to buy anything that's having a conference by the way or festival but then like oh, everybody they used yeah, but they used UV lights instead of like normal I saw that, lighting yeah. and it burned people's eyeballs, including Burb. And like people are basically like yeah. partially blind now from going to this. Okay, but the coin can Absolutely go up. Crazy. Like, crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But Ape's been that one, you know, they did the full retrace basically off the huge rally. You know, the NFT thing came back. And, uh, you know, we've been looking at, been looking at last kind of, you know, month or two with you. Uh, looking for that reversal, and I think we're here. Uh, so we've got a little bit, probably a little bit, rally higher up here to about one a dollar sixty. Uh, we should pull back down here toward about a dollar twenty six. That's that uh, daily pivot, and uh, a reversal off that will get us this rally up here at least to two dollars and uh, seventy one seventy two cents for that third wave. So, uh, but again, should overall should be the beginning of the uh, of the rally. This should be the uh, start of the bottom here, and just kind of continuing up higher there, you know, and then people go, oh, well, you know, what, what, what utility does it have or, oh, NFTs are dead or whatever. People, people have all these things because in their mind, they think something has to do something. And, you know, at the end of the day, guys, price is going to do whatever price is going to do. So if you can get off your fundamental narrative and your, your biases of what you think or don't think about something and just look at the charts, learn to just read the charts, um, it's going to give you a lot more clarity. And so uh, at this point here, again, I think we're bottom here. I think, you know, we come down and we head up. Yeah. I, the, all these charts look here. so good. It's crazy. Adam. <laughs> we got Adam here. I, I love Adam. Right oh, here. man, it's great. Look, it. so we got this bit of accumulation yeah. here. <laughs> we got this local accumulation here from, uh, from September. Coming up here, we had a little spring, and we just kind of rallied. We did great. We got to jump across the creek, back up the edge of the creek, rallying up higher. Again, I think we've got a little bit higher up here to probably about $9.20. We'll look for a pullback down toward this daily pivot, so probably like $7.50, $7.60. And uh, we should be able to get a reversal off that. Uh, and if we do, we should get a minimum expected wave three target up there around $14.33 for that third leg up. And as you can see, that starts getting us up here toward this previous uh, resistance from um, September of last year. Uh, ultimately, you know, this is just one big kind of range right here, right? Uh, something like that. And so, you know, we're kind of just right around that EQ area right there. I mean, you can probably pull it up here if you wanted to. It doesn't really make a yeah. whole lot of difference. But, um, you know, overall, uh, you know, we're working up into this range. So we'll get five waves up toward the top of this range. We'll pull back. And then that big third. So you get, you know, you'll get a one, you'll get a two. That big third is going to be the breakout here. And, um, Hopefully, a lot of people will be in that, but you know we got a bit to go. But good money to be Let made. Let me show you a different view on that. Let me show you a different view good. on that because I was just sharing it the other day, which is this. Oh yeah, Instead yeah, and yeah. Break out and retest. So hard, hard oh, not to like that. Yeah. So oh man, again, yeah. You right got large now, candle spread and volume on that breakout. Yeah, all, a ton of volume, nice big candle spread on the breakout. And now yep. just kind of struggling at the two hundred. 
So I, you know, I don't, I'm not the biggest MA guy of late. There just seem to always be on my charts because it's my default, but that does seem to be what's stopping it. And no bearish divergence here on that uh, move up, which yeah, we have yeah. seen some on others. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring your stack, but that's just a different view. A lot of traders right now, you know, again, they, they get really um, concerned about things getting overbought. Uh, remember, guys, if it's overbought or, or oversold, it doesn't mean that it necessarily is going to reverse right there. Overbought just means that the trend is extremely bullish. Oversold just means it's extremely bearish. Um, and that's where you get caught up in that, oh, well, things can stay uh, irrational longer than you can stay liquid. Uh, <laughs> but just understand that when you do get overbought or oversold, yes, it's going to reverse at some point. But it, especially when you're getting into this bull market with, uh, with crypto, uh, it can tend to stay overbought or oversold. Well, overbought for quite a while because we're you know in the bull market. So um, don't just sell immediately because it gets to over overbought. Okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. Let me see here. Oh, Theta. Theta was another one here. Oh man, we bring it back. You always bring back the classics. Man, I got to bring them back, right? We made so much money on Theta last time. Um, and again, we've got this uh, bit of accumulation right here, which is, is again just you know, uh, from what is this August here coming up here again, you get the spring down here, this little dip here, boom, takes off rallies up. Uh, I think we've probably got a break out a bit higher here toward about uh, 91 and a half cents. Um, and then I would look for a pullback either to, uh, if we can get that rejection and that'll be right here around this large descending channel resistance. Um, I would look for a pullback at least to about $71. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, 71.7 cents or even, uh, about 67.7 cents. But the idea is we get a one, we get a two, and the third is the big one. So you should see the volume of the large candle spread coming out through the um, rally back up through here. And that'll give us a minimum expected wave three up there at about $1.48. Um, so again, you know, another great, it's a hundred and what, 170, 180% off the, the low down here to get that up there. So um, another great setup. And it should, you know, again, should just be the beginning, bigger chart here. As you can see, uh, you know, low volume node right here. Uh, we'll get that wave five. We'll pull back probably in this higher volume node. So we'll go one, two, and then probably a larger three coming out of there. And so uh, I think it's a great, you know, again, so many great opportunities to be in right Dude. now. And so many people look, look at and where this came running. down at right here. Look at they're this. running so hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look I at mean Link is the craziest. Link is the craziest. It literally oh, like ranged just from May, about, right? <laughs> May of 2022. I mean, look, it's so crazy to me that this Link chart, and it gave the perfect retest there at the range high, like literally to the to the penny. The one that hasn't given any retest is Injective. My God. Oh yeah, Injective just keeps <laughs> on like. Yeah, I, guys, this is not. This doesn't. I'm sorry. Like you can, it can. We can turn into a bear market, but these things do not happen. You do not see charts like this in a bear market. You just don't. Yeah, I mean, the, the link. I mean, look at Matic. Man. Look at that retest. Oh, yeah. So perfect. Breakout, increase volume through descending resistance. Retest both at the same point. Fifty nine cents. Now you're at seventy seven. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and people are arguing, and people are complaining. You know, it's it's a bear market. It's a bear market bounce. And I'm gonna, you know, guys, listen. Um, okay. It, it, it's not okay. I'm going to be honest. It, it's not, I can't, you know, I, I say that and I, I always have to say, you know, listen, I can't guarantee anything, right? No, none, none of us can guarantee anything when it comes to the markets. But at this point here, um, you know, this is 28 years of experience talking. This is, um, you know, having multiple decades of, of different, um, uh, you know, ways of trading. And, and there's absolutely nothing in there that says this is more likely a bear market than not. Everything is screaming bear market right now. Um, so, I mean, you trade it as it is until it proves you otherwise at this point. I mean, if, if you're not, you're just, God, man, so many people have lost out on so much opportunity over the last year because, you know, some certain big accounts have told them, listen, it's a bear market. You're going to lose your money if you get in. Wait for the bear. You know, guys, if you're a trader and you haven't traded in two years, you're not a trader. You know, if you, if you haven't traded because you, you, you know, it's not doing whatever you thought it was going to do, like, you know, what you're waiting for it to do to continue. And you're not, I mean, I, I just, I can't say this enough. You know, if anybody's here, I, I take it seriously if they're listening to me, um, you know, and, and I don't want them out there just sitting around missing because yeah, sure. You can get in up here. Okay, fine, whatever. But you are exponentially going to have a greater bit of return if you can learn to spot bottoms, you know, instead of getting three X, you can get 20 X or something. And um, 
I, I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating for me. It's it's difficult because I see people that that are following that, unfortunately, and and uh, they just they end up losing out, and it's tough, you know. Because guess what, guys? Bear market low. This is your only chance at the bear market low until the next one. You know, yeah. um, and there to be clear, there still is plenty of opportunity here, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, we're no, not no, we're no, not no, saying no, you no, have no. to buy the bottom and sell the top. We're just saying yeah, that uh, it's yeah. been giving the signal now for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. My only point being that if you learn how to, you know, forecast price action, if you understand really how and why markets move the way they do, you've got the opportunity to get in at these lows that I continue to talk about, you know, um, and that exponentially increases that return. There's nothing wrong, guys, listen, honestly, there's nothing wrong with getting in up here. It's just you have to be realistic and go, okay, well, if I'm getting up, you know, there compared to getting in down here, well, my return isn't going to be as great. You know, you're exponentially greater return the closer you can get to that bear market low, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you just just got to be careful out there. Um, I, I really don't have anything. Actually, these are from last week. So we got a WeMix here. We, uh, again, we were looking we, we're look at WeMix. Every week huh? we're looking at WeMix. We're looking at WeMix <laughs> as, as it's now we're having to call the stream WeMix part seven, WeMix part eight. There you go. There you go. Um, I think we're probably, uh, you know, we were looking at this initial target and then up here around the pivot. We've just about got there. I think we're probably just about done on that. Um, let me see here. If we look at this right here, uh, you, you can look, you go, you know, one, two, three, four, and then one, two, three, four, five, potentially. Uh, we could we could get that bit for you. Know, we can still push up a bit further, but ultimately going to look for that pullback down here into this sideways here so that, you know, what is that? A dollar, about a dollar to a uh, dollar 20. That'll be that pullback. And from there, that's the one you're going to want to be in. That's the big, you know, uh, off this low here. That's a one, you know, that'll be a two. And then that's going to be that three, that big move um, to really kind of get you in on that. So again, I have no clue what WeMix is or what it does. I don't have to. All I have to know is this is what the chart says. I uh, heard that it actually, uh, yeah, I heard it cures cancer and has solved world peace, actually, uh, on the blockchain. Do what now? It's cured cancer and is solving world peace on the blockchain. That's what I've heard. We mix. Really? Okay. Yeah, very compelling. Very compelling and important use case. So probably should fundamentally be investor. No, I have no idea what it is either. Anyway. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, you know, again, we talked about uh, ETC last week, uh, Ethereum Classic. We talked about the big volume down here at the lows, the nice wick, uh, looking for a breakout here. We got it. We're getting a retest right now. Um, overall, you know, we just want to see this thing. We'd like to see this hold here as support. If we can do that breakout higher, then um, I, I think, you know, again, uh, this is one, two, three, four, five. Um, and then that's, you know, A, B, C here or W, X, Y. Uh, and I think, you know, we just continue to kind of fly out there from here. Uh, big picture wise, that's going to give us a target. Yeah, right up there at uh, right around one hundred eight dollars and fifty four cents. So, I mean, you know, if you were to say get in here, I mean, that's a that's a rally of uh, you know almost five hundred percent just to get up on one, two, three, and you have a four, you have a five, and of course you have then this larger one, two heading up there. So, or one, two, one more chart. Is there one more chart I can request? Five. Uh, but nonetheless, we should be looking at a new all-time high. Can I make a request? I want to see what your thoughts are on dot because I like it. Dot. On, on which one? Dot. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're having problems hearing each other. But uh, yeah, dot. I have mine, okay. which is uh, I think it looks like it's breaking out of this uh, descending channel here. Oops. So I'm thinking yeah, five seventy easy. But uh, yeah, I want to see what you think of dot. Pull it up here real quick. It's so one of the ones we cover uh, every day there in TWC. If we can uh, load up. There we go. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, I've got this thing as a large one-two here. And, you know, we had a large, we had a nice rally up here for one. I'm down for two. Flat correction here. Large move down. Heading up. I've got a target of uh, $6.18 right now for this current wave three. Minimum expected. Minimum expected. Um but, you know, again, uh, you know, you've got this descending resistance here that we've broken out through, volume picking up as we've gone and through it. Um, I think overall it just it, it looks good off the lows here, right? 
I think overall, we just kind of continue moving up there. We, we're above that daily pivot. I think we're good to go. Um, see, as far as the weekly goes, where are we in terms of the pivot here on the weekly? Oh, that's way up here. See, so we still got – so especially once we get through above this $13.17 area, uh, that should really kind of – you know, that gets us up here at this previous, you know, more macro support area. Getting above that should really get us up here to the all-time high and, and uh, higher on that. Yeah, I like it. I'm liking. Yeah, it. looks good. Okay, good. Okay, I'm glad we have confluence of opinions. Although you'd be hard, you'd be pretty hard pressed right now to find a crypto chart that looks terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, you know, it's what we talked about coming into it. You know, when alts go, they're all going right. We talk about Bitcoin. Rising tide lifts all ships. So, um, not every crypto is going to do it. There are some really crappy ones out there. But at the end of the day, um, if Bitcoin's bullish and it's moving well. Um, you know, we generally expect alts to rise with it. And um, that's that's our big barometer that we have here. So again, yeah. if you're kind of putting yourself behind the eight ball and thinking that it's, uh, you know, that it's uh, still a bear market, <sighs> the opportunity, EGLD, man, last week, 70% up already. So, I mean, that's just one. Wild. I loved it. So, uh, that is that will forever probably be, maybe outside of Doge trading will be my forever favorite altcoin that I've done the best on over time. And so I was having this <laughs> one too. It's really, really good feel. All right, guys, everybody follow TX West Capital. Of course, you check out his group. Now, wait, it's not on Discord anymore. It's at uh, market. Give me oh, the members.texaswestcapital.com. Yeah. Members.texaswestcapital.com. You can get a hell of a lot more than this than the uh, 25 minutes that we share every Wednesday. So guys, go check sure. that out. Chris, thank you, man. Have a see you Appreciate next it, man. All right. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. Got to head over to X spaces uh how funny you guys i, I got distracted because my wife sent me like a, a hilarious tweet that somebody had sent to her which just blows my mind what uh what women deal with in this world i'm gonna pull it up over here this is hilarious but she said that uh it means it's a good sign that the uh what did her say she said good sign we're on the cusp of a bull market offers keep going up hello pretty would you love to have a loyal and caring sugar daddy you get six thousand euros weekly with no no any kind of sexual content included dudes are pathetic guess 6,000 euros is 6,000 euros but uh I think I'm hoping she's decided to pass on that one but man you guys should see the dms of a woman if you haven't it's it's an incredible place to be hi we'll see you guys soon tomorrow got Alex Kruger tomorrow Kruger macro so that's going to be an, a, amazing and of course uh chart guys Dan check in for that one see you then bye <laughs>